Well, guys, um, I'm very excited this morning, like every Tuesday morning, but uh, our speaker this morning is Tim Haney. Tim's one of our reload leaders, and uh, Tim has been a friend uh, for a number of years, but uh, he's been here at Reload for the last couple of years, uh, been involved with the worship team. You'll recognize him as he comes up to uh, share the message this morning. Would you give a warm welcome to Tim Haney? Awesome. There you go. Boy, it's nothing like being nice and close to everybody here. Yes, good morning. You guys, you guys, you know, excuse me if I start spitting or something while I'm talking. <laughs> Created to worship. You know, guys, as we're just going through worship here this morning, lots of us, you know, what is praise and what is worship? If we go back to the root of it, Praise is just to express approval, applaud, or expression of adoration. Praise is just setting aside and just praising God for who he is. There's times in our lives when things are happening, and you're like, God, how am I going to break through this thing? When you start praising him, it takes our focus off the problem, and it puts it on the problem solver. Amen? And then when you go from praise... Then we go into worship, and that's our feeling of adoration, our homage, our reverence, our praise, excessive, excessive or ardent admiration. How can you not go from praise, and then when you go into worship, you're already praising him, and now you're worshiping the one who's come to solve the problem. What does that do for us as we're going through things in our lives? It just puts everything on him. He says, I'm here for you. I'm here to bring you through whatever it is you're going through. If you just worship me, and that's Jesus. You know, worship just comes from the old word, English word of worth-ship. Is he worth it? Is he worth our worship to him? Is he worth our praise? Are we giving him the time that he deserves? What I love about worship is, I always say this, it's amazing, God does things in threes, you know, there's Father, Son, Holy Spirit, there's prayer, there's word, and then there's worship. And when I'm in nine times of reading the word, sometimes, guys, I mean, it happens to all of us, it's like there are so many things, whether it's family, whether it's things in our jobs, in the business, it's just, you're trying to focus on the word, but all these things are going through your mind. All these things are coming through that you're going through day to day. And I just have to just turn on the worship music and just start worshiping him. You're like, but I've only got 10 minutes to do my, my devotional this morning. Spend five of it in worship. Just put on one worship song. And then that other five minutes of time in the word will be like 25 minutes. Because you'll get so much more out of it. So much more out of the word when you spend time worshiping the creator. It says he breathes stars out. Creator of heavens and earth. I mean, he's created the whole galaxy just for our enjoyment. So if he's created all that and we just spend time with him, it opens his word up so much more. Makes it so much more alive. Because I've talked to guys in the past who are like, well, 
I've read the word and, and it just doesn't really do anything for me. It doesn't really speak to my heart. You know, just I got so much stuff going on. I just I really don't have time for it. So have you tried just worshiping? Have you tried just turning on some praise and worship? Worshiping our creator, almighty God, for who he is. And you know, it makes change in their life. It brings change on the inside. Praise, it breaks what the enemy has over us. You know, I'm in business for myself, you know, along with doing ministry, and there's times when things, I do IT stuff, and I don't know if you guys deal with computers, it's not always the funnest thing to do. You know, when things come, your customers call, and you're like, you know, I've got the following problems, and you're like, and they want to fix like that, and you're like, huh, I'm going to have to really look into this one. And there are, I mean, literally, there are days I just have to sit back and say, Lord, I just, I turn on my little, I've got a little Sonos player in my office, I'm like, I just need to spend some time in worship. And through my time of worship, answers start coming. Whether it's, man, I've been typing this thing, and you know, I love Google. I'm Googling this problem, and it's just not coming in. And all of a sudden, as I'm worshiping, God says, put it in this way. I'm like, really? Just changing a couple words around in my Google search? And sure enough, I put it in, I'm like, wow, there it is. There's a problem exactly word for word that my client's having, and there's the fix for it. I could have spent hours and hours trying to figure this thing out, spending a few minutes just worshiping him, spending time with him brings the answer. How many times do we just spend hours and hours trying to figure out something when if we would just spend time with our Heavenly Father just for a few minutes and let him bring the answer? He's like, I'm here to solve your problems. I'm here. I've got all the answers for you. If you just spend time with me, I've got the answer. But we're so busy in our life that, oh, God, five minutes, five minutes to spend time with you. I mean, I don't know if I have five minutes today. You know, one of the things that happens on me is I've got this awesome smartwatch that sometimes I really hate. So I'll be sitting there at my desk and it says, you've been sitting too long. I'm like, What? It's been an hour already. I've been sitting too long. And my wife, you know, guys, if you're married, sometimes our wives have great wisdom. She says, well, what do you do when your watch tells you that? I'm like, well, sometimes I just silence it. She goes, well, why don't you just spend 10 minutes and go for a walk? And she goes and pray or worship or, you know, just, you know, prayer always is talking to our Heavenly Father. It's not like you have to get in this, oh, Lord. You know, I walk down, I got this big, long, my office is behind the new Myers. I got this big, long sidewalk, and to the end and back is about 10 minutes. So I have a 10-minute walk. I might put a little, my earbud in or something and turn on some praise and worship, and just, I just speak to him. In that little 10-minute walk, I get more answers and more things solved than I could for two hours on my computer. It makes my day so much less stressful, so much more peaceful. You know, we're going through a leadership book right now. I was talking about fear this morning. You know, we have fear come out. Man, how am I going to do my job? How am I going to get this thing solved? How am I going to get this thing completed? What time do I have to do this? And then I got to go home and I got to spend time with my family and I've got to do maintenance on the vehicles. And But when I take a deep breath and spend time with him, things just start falling in place right where I needed them. 
but it's spending time with him multiplies that time unto me. So when the enemy's coming in, spend some time with him. You know, one of the songs we sing is, raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is melody. And I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. That song, when it came out, it was on a week that I was having a lot of things coming at me at work, and I just had to sing that song over and over and over. Like my son works with me, and sometimes I think when I play songs over, he's like, can we go on to the next song? <laughs> well, no, it's ministering to me right now. I just, I need this right now, and then we'll go on to the next one. But uh, there's just times we have to do that, times we have to spend time in worship. And then once we spend that time praising him, when we go into the worship porn of it, you know, it's like that song, Nothing Else. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. I know if you're working, you do have to kind of go out of that presence for a moment. But you know what? When you're in that present time and ministering to you, I believe lots of things we're going through, guys, the stresses and the fears and the anxieties, all that's just going to go away. When we spend that time with the one who wants to spend time with us, the one who wants to have that relationship with us, the one that wants to come and mend our hearts and heal us and bring that healing that we so desirely need in times of our life. And I'd encourage you, when we are in praise and worship, whether it's here on Sunday mornings or if you come on Wednesday nights, don't do worship like this. Go ahead, Lord, make me. I'm here. Hey, Lord, how about this way? I'm here. Take me. Mold me, make me. Change my heart. Because it's interesting when they were talking in our leadership thing this morning, when fear comes in, sometimes that drives us anger into our lives because we're frustrated with things and we'll lash out you know i've had to apologize to my kids because sometimes you know you get all upset about something and then something triggers you and you just kind of like lash out in a way and you know not never hit my kids or anything or do say that way but sometimes verbally you can say the wrong things and you know my wife's come in and said you know that kind of hurt the way you said that i'm like what do you mean the way i said that just the way you're saying it right now what, what do you mean I, I didn't say anything that was that bad. She goes, uh, I said, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm hearing it now. <laughs> Usually the next thing I have in my mouth is, so have you spent time with your father this morning? I'm like, well, probably not. Not like I should have. I need to spend some time in the Word. And she goes, why don't you just take 10 minutes to go spend some time and you know, and it goes both ways. There's times when she has those days. I'm like, have you spent time with the father today? She'll say, no, no, I haven't. I need to go spend time with him. And we usually we try to start it out 
Just listen to some praise and worship first. Why? It just totally calms you. Put your focus on him. Open up the word. Start praying. Just spending time and letting. And then the words on those pages become life. They start speaking to your heart. And I, I tell you guys, I've read the Bible through a few times, but there's times when you're going through things in your life and you spend time in worship and you read it. Matthew chapter 5, all of a sudden you open that up, and I'm just picking out a scripture, and you're like, whoa, I don't remember that saying that. God says, because you didn't need it at that time. Such a time as this. I'm like, wow. Years ago, I went through a thing with my gallbladder, and it's interesting how the Lord works, and I went in there, and I'm like, man, I really don't want surgery. I'm in there like, wow, you know, it's inflamed like the size of a grapefruit. You got a lot of infection in there, and we're going to have to take it out. But no one's available right now, so we're just going to send you home with some painkillers, and we'll schedule it a couple days later. I'm like, okay. Well, we're also praying. My wife's like, I really don't want you to have surgery. I'm like, okay. I'll agree with that because I really don't want to have surgery. I mean, if you had your gallbladder, I'm not getting on anybody about that. But for me, it was like the Lord said, do you trust me? I said, I trust you. He said, spend some time with me. So, of course, they're telling me, you know, you have to go home and go on this fast. You can't eat any food or anything, Get you know, until we can call you in for surgery. And I'm like, all right. So I go home. I just I start fasting, liquids only. But I took that time because I couldn't work. I just started reading the word. And I'm like, whoa. I mean, it was like things started jumping off the page. I'm spending time in worship. I'm reading the word. It's coming alive to me. And pretty soon. I'm like, my wife's going, what's different? I'm like, I'm not feeling the pain and the pressure anymore. She says, wow, that's awesome. Three days go by, four days go by, five days go by. I'm still fasting, still praying. I'm like, but it says on my pill that says, take until, you know, they said, take until it's all done. And I'm reading on the label, it says, may cause pain. I'm like, okay, so these pills may cause pain. So I'm like, I'm just going to put them aside, call my doc. says, yeah, stop taking them if you think they're causing you pain. Pain was all gone. Well, you know, I because I believe it was on the second day while I was praying and fasting, God healed me. Because that was the day the pressure went away. I had no more pressure. That was 17 years ago. I still have my gallbladder today. They told me I'd have to have it out because they said there is no healing for the gallbladder. Once it's infected, it's done. It's got to be taken out of there. I, I, I went back to my doc a few years later. I'm like, still got my gallbladder. He goes, really? I'm like, yeah, we prayed. He's kind of a believer, the guy I had at the time. He goes, wow, that's interesting. Don't hear too much of that. He says, so you prayed over that? I'm like, yeah. He goes, wow. Writing down notes. I'm like, what do you take notes on? He goes, I'm just writing down what you did. I'm like, cool. You want some more notes? <laughs> so, guys, praise and worship should be part of our daily walk with him. It's no different than praying and reading the word. It is part of our fellowship with the Father. So I believe in balance. You know, it's funny because you get guys like me that are on praise and worship teams like, it's all about the praise and worship. Got to praise and worship. Just praise and worship. Then you get people that are on prayer teams. It's all about the prayer. You got to spend hours in prayer. Then you get the word guys. It's all about the word. You got to spend time in the word. I said, what I learned, I'm like, you got to have all three guys. You got to have balance. You got to have worship. You got to have prayer. You got to have the word. It's all in balance. God's given us all of it because to me, prayer and the word are very important. But for me, it's not as, as effective unless I spend time in worship first because that's what prepares my heart. 
I was raised around farms. I had a lot of friends that were farmers. And I remember being in Sunday school. One of my friend's dads was a Sunday school teacher, and he taught me this very important lesson. I don't know if any of you guys are in farmers or if you do gardens or anything. And we were talking about worship and prayer and the word. He said, the word is like the seed. It comes and you want to plant it. He said, prayer is like the water, the water of the seed. But he said, unless you prepare the ground, the seed you're throwing out, you're not going to have much fruit coming out of it. Because he says, you haven't prepared the ground. And what God showed me, just as a young person, and brought it back to remembrance a few years ago when I was going through praise and worship and studying it, says, when you praise and worship me, I'm tilling the soil. I'm softening the heart, getting rid of the weeds. The weeds are those things in your mind every day that are causing distractions in your life, pulling you away. So what do the weeds do? They wrap themselves around the plants that are in the garden. They try to choke things out. So, but when you praise and you worship, it's pulling those weeds out. It's tilling that soil. He says, well, when I plant the word inside of you, and when you're praying and it waters that word, it gives it the nutrients it needs and the ground it needs to get good, deep roots so that you have something to build upon. So that's why I'm like, it's like, God, I'm here to worship you. Start weeding me. Start getting rid of the weeds. Start taking that little hole of yours and going around the plants and loosen up the soil and the cultivator and tiller. And I said, you know, guys, it may hurt. I mean, when you're tilling soil, it's chopping away. And I, but God, sometimes this, this doesn't feel so good. He goes, well, been in there a while. It's deep. We got to get rid of it. But if you allow him to do that, he takes you through it gracefully. He takes you where from point A to point B. And yeah, it may be a little rough at times, but you know what? The end result is always good. It's a closer relationship with him, a tighter relationship with him. When you start going through problems, it's so easy just to turn to God and say, God, I got another problem. I'm looking to you. What's the answer? You open up your Bible and you're like, right there it is. Wow. It's amazing. So what does praise and worship do for us? You know, it's amazing. I got so many stories. God's brought me through so many things. I was doing a business adventure about 13 years ago. Some guy said, hey, why don't you join us? Come alongside, and we'll help you out with your business. I'm like, this sounds good. I prayed about it a little bit. My, you know, I always come back to my wife. I love her. Sometimes she's more spiritual than I am, but, you know, they're a little bit more sensitive to the things of the spirit. She goes, I don't know about this business venture. I'm like, oh, but it's going to make so much more time. I'll have more time for the kids, more time for ministry, more time for you. She goes, are you sure about this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's all good. We talked it all out. We've got our business plan. She goes, if you feel it's right, okay, let's do it. So we started doing this business plan. <laughs> wasn't really right. My workload doubled. The help they promised wasn't coming. Things were not going. Pretty soon, next thing I know, I'm driving down the road and I'm having chest pains. Pretty soon I call her and she goes, you need to get to the doctor right now. She goes, I'm praying over you. She goes, nothing's going to happen, but she goes, just go to the doctor. I said, okay. So I called my doc. I said, I'm coming into the office. It was in the evening. I got there that night, and they're like, what do you have? And I told them the symptoms. They brought me right back, put me on an EKG machine. 
within a minute, they're like, it looks like you had a mild heart attack. I'm like, I had a what? They said, you had a mild heart attack, according to the EKG machine. Now, let's say, you know, it's a machine. Machines can lie, right? They said, you had a heart attack. They said, want to get you right in for a nuclear stress test. I'm like, whoa, I don't even have time to even think about this or pray about it. She comes back in. She goes, oh, bad news is we're out of the formula. We can't have more until the morning, so can you come back tomorrow? I'm like, Phew. yeah, I'll come back in the morning. So that night we went into prayer, and I just got before God. I just started worshiping him. I said, Lord, I said, you know, whatever the outcome is, you're going to get the glory. I said, if you can minister to somebody down there at the heart center, let it be, you know. But here I am. I'm going to go. I'm going to obey my doc. I'm going to follow what he said to do. So I went, had the nuclear stress test. They're putting me through all this stuff. I'm on the treadmill, and they're raising it up, and they're speeding it up. And they're like, any problems? I'm like, no. I'm like, can you slow it down? I'm at like, you know, eight or nine miles an hour and slight grade. I'm ready to fly off this thing. They're watching the machine. They, they get all done. They're kind of scratching their heads because they're looking at the EKG. They're looking at the stress test. And they're like, well, we'll wait in the other room. We'll get back to you in a minute. So I go out there. hour later, they come out, and they're like, we couldn't find anything. I said, you're healthy as a horse. They said, I don't know what the EKG showed, but you're fine and fit, so go back to doing whatever you're doing. Well, God showed me it was the stress I was going through was causing my heart. And I do believe that there was something going on in my heart at that time. Because I praise, was praising him, praying, and looking to him, he healed my heart. Because, you know, not that docs can misdiagnose, but I said, you know, maybe it was misdiagnosis, but I'll go with God healed my heart. It all comes back to, are we praising him through the storm? Or I could have just gone over to the side and went, oh, Lord, it says I had a heart attack. What am I going to do? Oh, me, oh, my. What am I going to do next? Who am I going to look to? And look to this or that or the other thing. The circumstances are saying this, but the word says I am more than a conqueror in him. So that's what I look for. That's what I look toward. You know, it's amazing in our lives. I could go through story after story after story. I think you'd be here for an hour, but I won't keep you guys that long. So prayer is our personal time with our Father. Devotionals is our personal time with our Father and sometimes share with others. Praise and worship is personal. But this is what I like about praise and worship. You know, like when we're praying, like maybe I'm praying, you know, we're at the table, and then another person prays, and then maybe Tim prays, and Randy prays, and... But we're all, we're green together in prayer. Devotional, one person sharing, another person sharing, we're all listening. You know, so like, it's one at a time. So we're learning something. When you get to praise and worship, what's the difference with praise and worship? We're all doing it together with one voice. And it was interesting because I, I was, some of you guys, well, maybe you guys probably don't know. I was part of the first Bible school here at Res years ago. I was going through some of my books this last week, and I was studying this, and I found one on Davidical worship that we went through. And the guy was sharing, he said, as the Israelites came together, God had them come together in one voice to praise him. And when they came together in one voice to praise him, he started listen, listing every battle 
that was conquered just to praise and worship. And he says because God was trying to teach them to come together in one voice. And guys, when we come together in one voice, worshiping him, the power is so tremendous. It's unbelievable. If we just understand that and believe in our hearts as we're worshiping him, that we're pushing the enemy back. Guys, there's stuff that's going on in the world right now that's trying to come against the church. But if we stay faithful in him, seeking his face, and come together in one voice, it'll push back the enemy and he'll have no place here. When you're going through things in your life, come together with friends and just start praising God together. It'll push the enemy back. When you're having things go on in your home, maybe you just need to take time and say, okay, we're putting everything aside. We're putting on some worship. Get together with your wife or, or if you're just, you know, other family or if you're just, you know, if you're single and you have friends that come around. I mean, there was a point in my life I had, before I got married, I had close friends and we started going through things and we just call one another together and say, guys, let's get together tonight. We're just going to praise and worship. And it started pushing the enemy back. Those are the times that I love because we're going to warfare. You may not think so, but when we're worshiping, we're in warfare. We're pushing the enemy back. Why? Because he does not like it when we worship. He does not like it when we come together in one voice, praising our Heavenly Father, praising our Creator, praising the one who comes and wants to have fellowship with us. He wants to get in your mind and say, ah, it doesn't do anything. Why waste your time? Why even do it? No. Spend time with him. It's so much better. Wow, a few more minutes, and that was only page one. <laughs> the other thing with praise and worship, Jesus kind of touched on it in Matthew 18. When he talks about, it's like right in the middle of the chapter, but he's talking about forgiveness. He talks about in the beginning, he talks about at the end. But when we worship him, how can you not hold unforgiveness in your heart? I know when I've gone through things in my life, it's like as soon as I start praise and worshiping him, I'm just like, remember that? I'm like, yeah, I can't remember that, Lord. You need to forgive him. But, uh, I, I like hanging on to it. It's a weed. But, uh, you know, it kind of feels good in there. You know, I, 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 you know they, they did me wrong. You know, you don't understand, okay? But should you hang on to it? I am feeling that little chest pressure right now. Okay, I'll forgive him, Lord, and all of a sudden, the pressure just releases. During times of praise and worship, God's going to bring things to your heart, to your mind. And that's time you just give it over to him, say, okay, Lord, I don't need to deal with that anymore. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it at your feet. I'm giving it over to you. when we start worshiping him and we worship him in spirit because it says i'm looking for those who worship me in spirit and in truth when you worship god to that level you can't help but hold on to you can't hold on to things you have to give them over to him to get your heart knit with him and get closer to him guys i'm telling you this is just because i've had times in my life like i said with this business venture and everything it took me a while to get over that, and every time I got in the worship, God says, are you ready to forgive? But you don't understand what they did. Are you ready to forgive? But you don't understand what I went through there. Are you ready to forgive? And it was hard because I'm sitting there, 
at that time, I was up at another church, and I was helping with praise and worship. I'd be up there on the stage trying to praise and worship, and you're trying to lead people to a new, deeper level with God, but yet you're doing battle on stage with your own mind of God saying, are you going to forgive? But, Lord, I need to help lead these people in the worship. Are you going to forgive? Okay, I will. I'll forgive. And at those times is when you have breakthrough, and you're like, wow. You know, guys, it's, it's not... Let me just put this out there to you. It's not bad to start weeping before the Lord. There's times you just get on your knees and you just start bawling like a baby. It doesn't mean you're any less of a man. It just means that you're a man that's really ready to give yourself over to him, to be formed, to be changed for his will, not ours. A couple Sunday mornings ago, it was kind of nice kind of nice but my kids are involved in ministry here and my son was gone out of friends and my wife had to work and I'm like man I got like a hour just to have to myself here at home and I thought, I'm just gonna pray find some praise and worship this morning and you know my wife likes it low you know she likes things quiet me I like it cranked <laughs> nobody's home I'm just I'm I'm cranking every speaker in the house man I'm just gonna make sure that house is filled I just got on my knees, and all of a sudden, I just started weeping. I'm like, Lord, I, why am I doing this right now? I mean, I'm just, I just want to worship you. Why am I weeping so bad? Because he's just softening your heart before me. He said, you're letting me come in and touch you now to another level. You know, there's nothing wrong with having those times where you just weep before God. Say, God, just change me, mold me, make me. What do you want me to do? What have you called me to do? Enable me to do it, and then follow that calling. Oh, we got to wrap up. It is 7.30. So let me just, last note, let me just encourage you guys. You know, there's all kinds of music out there. That's what God laid on my heart. It's all good. And some of it's good, some of it's bad. But worship is like that. I, I don't know if you're in the boating. It's called wreck fuel. There's no additives in it. There's no that, you know, ethanol. It's pure fuel for boats and stuff and for recreational stuff. God said that's what worship's like. It's like that pure fuel. He says there's other fuels out there. There's other music. He said some of it's, you know, some of it's good. You can listen to it. He says, but come back to that pure fuel. Come back to what draws your heart to me. Amen? All right. I want a quick prayer over you, and you guys will be dismissed. So, Father, I just thank you and praise you for this morning. Thank you for this time together that you just... Minister to every man here as he goes his way to his jobs or wherever he's going this morning, their families. Bless them and keep them. In Jesus' name, amen.